Hello and welcome to this festive edition of Design Untangled with me, Chris Mears, and returning from her travels is Carla Lindate. Hello. Hello, Chris. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Welcome back. How was Colombia? It was really good. Very warm, sunny, uh, very different to this. But yeah, happy to be back though, back in London. I found a good replacement last week. I know. I can't, can't, can't believe you even attempted to replace me. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyone whose name begins with C pretty much is who I hang out with. So. Oh, okay. It was a very good interview. It was really good. Yeah, seemed to get quite a lot of good feedback, some good tips in there. Yeah, Maybe very we'll have good. Christina on again at some point in a freeway chat. Yeah, definitely. Unless you decide to go on holiday again. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's good. So this is going out probably on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, which means no one's probably going to listen to it till after Christmas, <laughs> but we're going to do it anyway. Uh so what we're going to do today, and you can probably join along at home if you want to, is play the UX drinking game. Mm. So this is a website on uxdrinkinggame.com, and it's kind of just a load of stuff and little quotes and scenarios that you might have experienced as a UX designer. We're just going to fire up a few of those, I think. If any of them apply to us, we're going to take a drink. So we'll probably be drunk by the end of it. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to kind of have a little chat about them. Hopefully a bit, bit, bit of fun. Probably not much UX value to be had, but it's Christmas. So why not? Why not? There's also there's also a Twitter feed as well. You can follow UX drinking game um, and you can get the feed. And people would normally just go and tweet what they're problem is or the you know quote is and sometimes they publish it for you as well okay so have you got your eggnog at the ready yeah i'm ready i'm ready with my whiskey as well okay cool uh right so i'll fire up the first one then okay which is if you need to make 25 prototypes for a single page drink yeah has that ever happened to you uh yeah 25 yes I actually, you know what? It's not just the client sometimes asking for 25 versions of it. Haven't you found yourself doing lots of different versions of the same page? Yeah, some, well, sometimes it depends kind of how sure you are on what you're actually designing. You might want to just pump, like it's self-inflicted basically. So just trying out loads of different ideas, but very often in agencies, it'll kind of go back and forth a lot. And you, by the time you've done the 25th one, it's actually basically the same as the first one you did anyway. <laughs> that is so true. Also, I think a, a tip for everyone, I wouldn't present to a client more than two options of one design, even though you've done 25 versions, only present maximum two. And if you can go with a recommendation, it'll be better because once you start going three, four, then they're going to start liking something in the option one, but also something else in the option four. And sometimes things don't work well together when you combine them. So yeah, just a little tip. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like free, do the Goldilocks technique. So mm. the one that is a bit lame the one that is just completely over the top and then the one that you actually want to put forward as your suggestion in the middle. I found that works quite well. I'll go for the next one then. Next one is um, if someone asks you to design the system architecture, do a shot. 
Mm. Um, don't know about that one. Is that talking about doing like BA stuff maybe? <laughs> yeah. I think the system architecture is just, you know, the server and how the integration is going to be. And, um, you, you know, I, once I was asked to UX, which is basically make it look better, a very, very complex diagram of a system architecture. Um, this was many years ago. Um, but yeah, that's not UX work. That's just design work. Just make something look better. I think that's what they refer to, like when they ask UX designers to do system architecture. Yeah, and quite often you can get asked because they kind of see the word designer in your title. You know, they give you some boring diagram that they want you to make look good in a PowerPoint or something. <laughs> yes. That can happen. Yeah, they ask you to UX their PowerPoints. <laughs> or may oh use your magic fingers to make them look very pretty that's what people say when they don't know what ux is but anyway that's happened to me many times okay should do the next one yep if someone has the same ux job title as you and there's no overlap between what you do drink <laughs> so they're basically a ux designer that's kind of like a ba or a front-end dev or something i don't know yeah, that's happened to me before. You find someone who's a UX designer by title, but they don't know what research is or never interviewed or done a, any user testing. Um, or don't know, they just front-end developers um, as well, which is a good thing. I mean, it's good to know about coding when you're a UXer, but it's not the same job, is it? No, I don't think so. So I'm going to have a swig for that one. Yeah. Do you want to do the next one? Yeah, right. Next one. A recruiter asks you to refer someone with an antiquated skill set. What? A recruiter asks you to refer someone with an antiquated skill set drink. I don't know what that refers to. Yeah, I think we can skip that one. That one's good uh, shit. Okay, I got the next one. <laughs> um, if they respond to your request is, it's in our radar. radar. Drink and expect nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So you give them a suggestion and they say, yeah, we know about that. And then you never hear about it again. Yep, definitely. Yeah. That has happened. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, we know that problem. But yeah, we, we're going to sort it out at some point, but they never do. So what's, what's the way around that then? Just keep on their, their ass about it? Keep pushing. Follow uh, up meeting. Yeah, be, become really annoying. Um. If you're using Jira, just add a task and assign it to the person who was supposed to be chasing that for you or fixing it. That's very annoying as well. Yeah, nobody likes Jira. If you <laughs> want to annoy someone, get Use them Jira. to log into Jira. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're going to receive a lot of emails and so it becomes really annoying. So they, they fix it at the end. Yeah, so if people don't know what Jira is, it's basically a, an online kind of I, it's not really task tracking, but you can think of it as that at a basic level. So it's just got a bunch of cards which you would put different tasks or user needs, depending how you're using it, and it kind of moves through the different phases of the project so you can kind of keep track of where stuff is. And the problem with it is, although it's an online tool, it emails you about absolutely everything. <laughs> so if someone's blinked, it will send you an email you know, if they've gone to the loo, it will tell you about that as well. <laughs> so annoying. I used to create rules to go to an empty folder, like just a separate folder. So every email that I get received that with the subject Jira on it, 
goes to like a bin folder. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you do the next one? See if you have better luck than me. When HR favorites your drinking game, tweet drink. <laughs> mm. I don't think I've ever had that happen. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> okay, let's go. Maybe after this podcast goes out. <laughs> right, I'm going to go to the next one then. Um, oh, yeah, this is very, very common. If someone from your team says you're the artist of the project, drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's happened so many times. Like you, uh, I've been in workshops, right, and they say, oh, you are the designer, you're the artist, you should be drawing. And my drawings are like worse than a five-year-old drawing, so it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they think because you're a designer or UX designer, you're an artist, that's not true. Well, some people are, but I'm not. Yeah, I, my sketching is absolutely appalling. So I bought a book on how to sketch people, like proper cartoon style, and it's literally like step one, draw a square, Step two, draw a triangle on top of the square. And <laughs> it still looks like shit when I've done it. <laughs> and it's all stuff that you would never use in a user journey, either like a wizard or a clown. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I was reading an, uh, a blog about how to start doing a sketching. And they said you, su you should start with um, meeting notes. So when you start drawing uh, meeting notes, then you can... I start like at least capturing how you can translate an idea of a concept or a note into drawing. And I started doing it, but I just ended up doing like big titles, like, you know, capital letters yeah. and using uh, with my iPad, using lots of like, you know, colors and stuff like that. But it doesn't really look like a sketch, but at least you can start connecting one idea to the other and summarizing ideas as well with sketches. So you mean sketch notes, right? Yeah, sketch notes. Yeah. Sketch notes look cool, but I'm still not convinced if you went back to them in six months, you would know what the hell you draw. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I think they're good to kind of summarize the day and stuff, but you still need your longer notes. Um, especially if they look at my notes, they wouldn't know, they wouldn't know what I mean. All right. You, do you want to go to the next one? Someone asked for high fidelity mock-ups, have free shots of Babson. Fidelity mock-up. Okay, so this is people asking for the UX designer to basically do the visual design, I think yeah. is what it's talking about. Yeah, that's a very common one. I mean, sometimes it's value of um, reusing, like if you're using Acture, for example, you can create widgets with uh, visual design is being approved. Like when you have a more defined user interface and style already defined, it would be good for you to kind of reuse the widgets and try to put something together if you're starting a, a new journey or a new page or something. Um, so it's not too bad to do it. The thing is, obviously, you have the you you need the support for, from the visual designer to make sure it makes sense. Because um, I've seen UXs trying to do visual design. Some people can do it, but not many can. Yeah. Before we carry on, have you got my present? My present. Your present. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Oh, it's a secret. You can't keep it a secret. I know that's the whole point of presents, but <laughs> that doesn't make very good podcast listening. It's a secret. Oh, you know, on Christmas Day, like today's too soon to do it. Yeah, but when this is going out, it is Christmas Day. So I think we can unwrap it. Uh, okay. <laughs> 
Um, no, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to tell you what the Christmas present is. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I got you for Christmas. I got you the box set of Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Because I know you love the Colombian lady in that. I hate that Colombian lady in that. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. That's really nice of you. That's okay. <laughs> so there's probably about, I don't know, 150 hours worth of that lady for you to enjoy over the festive period. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, give the receipt. I actually got you a scarf. Ah, oh, thank you very much. Now we can look like scarf buddies. Although you're not wearing a scarf today. No, I'm And not. Christmas Day surely should be scarf day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you say I, I wear scarves all the time, so you needed one to know what it feels to have a scarf. A cool one. Well, you do wear scarves, at least in all your kind of professional photos <laughs> or the ones where you want to look designery. <laughs> I don't think you can deny that. I also have indoor scarves as well. That makes me look more like a designer. Um, so the, the indoor ones are, are smaller, but still like gives you a bit more of a designer personality. And is there any sort of pattern that you go for to look more designery? Do you think? Um, no, I'm a bit uh, classic in terms of the patterns. I like the tartan, you know, um, mm -hmm. a bit more classic. Uh, for indoor scarves, definitely, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Glad we got that clarified. Uh, right, next one. Um, <clears throat> okay, next one. <laughs> if someone clicks on a mock-up and asks, why is it not working? Drink. Oh, God, okay, we need a whole new vat of mulled wine to drink to that one. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, but what happens when you click on that? Oh, it's just a mock-up. Anyway. Yeah, and this goes back to that thing we were talking about in another episode where you have to make, you know, these programs have now got kind of sketchiness appearance generators to really get home the point that these aren't the actual things, but still people will try and click on stuff and go, why is it not working? Yeah. Well, I also think that, I think we've said that before as well, like the more you can prototype, the better. I mean, mm -hmm. some, showing something static is a bit unrealistic to the final product anyway. So if you can prototype, that'll be much better so you don't get asked that question. All right, next one. Next well, one. I think we'll do, two, should we do two more? Two more and then we're done. Okay. If the scrum master starts giving design tips, drink. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's not just the Scrum Master, everyone. Oh, it's, you know, have you seen like uh, Airbnb? Everyone know. Mm -hmm. uh, or have you seen Google? Or have you seen um, this thing? I think we should make this a bit bigger. Like, and it, you know, that everyone has access to good design these days in terms of like web design or app design. And they think that designers, because they can refer back to that particular example. Have you guys heard of this thing called the internet? There's some well-designed <laughs> sites on there you might want to check out. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, but, you know, I think it's also our fault, the designers, because I see a lot of people copying um, design, which is okay to copy if you do it, if you do it well, because sometimes it's not point to reinvent the wheel. You know, if something that already works is a known pattern and something that best best practice go for it but 
sometimes I see like teams like really copying like uh, this is exactly the same checkout as this other company and why don't you just do something a bit different or at least trying to improve it you know yeah and the problem with that as well is if you're copying sites like Amazon or Airbnb or whatever they're running like thousands of a b tests at any one point so the pattern that you're copying might just be a a test that's you know maybe decrease their conversion but you know they're just trying it out as an experiment so you've got to be pretty careful about taking just what's there as the ideal pattern just because it's on amazon you know they might be delivering that pattern to you know i don't know a hundred thousand users or something just to see how it plays out and then they might get rid of it because it didn't perform very well so one to watch out for yep that's a very good point right the last one last one is if someone thinks they know users better than you do after months of research drink okay so if someone thinks they know the the users more than you after doing lots of research you should drink which is i mean majority of clients think they know their customers or users much better than you even though you've done research and spoken to real customers and they haven't done it businesses always have some kind of internal viewpoint of who their customers are and if they're a successful business you know that's maybe even more reason why they might think that they kind of know everything they know how to serve those customers and yeah it's just a case of presenting actual research back to them helping them understand where the gaps in their knowledge are and the chances are they do know some stuff about their customers I think you shouldn't be too kind of dismissive of that but there's obviously a lot that you can only learn by speaking to actual users getting actual users to use the product or the service whatever it is yeah i think also that the type of understanding that um business might have on their customers is more like market marketing related like market research and segmentations and things like that Whereas the type of research that you will be doing is more around how they feel and how they perceive certain product or service, especially in the digital space. So it's very different and it's another level. I think if, in my opinion, is a kind of a lower level of detail where you get a deeper understanding on how people feel, for example, interacting with your website or interacting with that, you know, Apple, you know, or a particular like service face to face as well, you know, it's, um, is is deeper so i think that's why you have to try and articulate to customer uh, to the clients because sometimes they cut budget on research because they think they know or because they think they've already got lots of research already been done um so i think the best way of doing it is just um asking for that research analyzing them with them playing back and and just make sure that you have some open questions that I'm sure you will have anyway um, and things that you still need to find out and that's how you can start justifying research as part of your design process. Yep, absolutely. So I think we're drunk enough now after playing that. Uh, okay, so we will see you in the new year. I can't remember the exact date, but one sure way not to miss that is to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. So just pop in Design Untangled on there. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Design Untangled or email us at contact at designuntangled.co.uk. Yeah, or, can, or you can write on LinkedIn as I, I have someone who always... Actually, thank you very much for the last message as well. Um, you know, my 
the person who follows me on LinkedIn. You can also send yeah. me a LinkedIn <laughs> message if you want. <laughs> the mystery person. The mystery person. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Chris, for this year. It's been amazing in uh, being with you and this podcast. Um, I'm so I was so re- really sad when you replaced me for one episode, but hopefully you know you're not gonna replace me again. Well, we'll see how you perform in 2018. <laughs> but yeah, it's been good to kind of get this thing off the ground. I've only been going for a few months, but hopefully many more to come. Yep. And any feedback, any questions, any topic you want us to talk about, or any of your UX UX drinking game. Uh, quotes please send it to us Um, your feedback is really really appreciated thank you okay and if you're listening to this on christmas day instead of spending time with your family then have a good christmas or festive period whatever you celebrate and we will see you in 2018 for more high quality ux banter (laughs) okay bye merry christmas chris merry christmas bye bye